are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to the Lockdown Pistons podcast. And the first episode of this new era at Lockdown Pistons is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. And this is your new host, Kuka Hill. I'm taking over for Matt. Uh, I know there was a few day layoff. I believe it was about a week layoff since Matt's last episode and this one, which is going to be publishing on April 12th. But you know, I went through the interviewing process, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I was able to get this opportunity. I'm extremely excited about hosting this podcast that Matt had been doing for, about, I believe, just a little bit over three years. So I hope you guys enjoy this journey that we go on together. I hope you guys start to love the podcast like you guys did with Matt, except with me here. I hope you guys love it just the same and maybe even more with me here. So I'm going to take the first little bit of this podcast to tell you guys about myself, and then a little bit later we'll get into some of the biggest takeaways from the Pistons' Western road trip over the past week or so, and then also talk about what you guys can expect to see from the podcast moving forward, a little something new I want to bring in, and also a surprising Piston that has jumped off the radar the past week or so. But like I said, I want to take the first little bit of this podcast to talk to you guys about myself so you guys can understand who I am. If you guys don't know who I am, I know a lot of you guys will be, hopefully, I believe, a lot of you guys will know who I am from Twitter if you guys follow me on there. But if you don't follow me, I want to make sure you guys tell, I want to make sure you guys know about me. And here we go. So I'm a writer over at Detroit Bad Boys. Um, I started writing back in 2016 as soon as I graduated high school over at Chippewa Valley High School in Michigan. I started writing right out of there. I made my own blog. And I, I realized that basketball was something I wanted to be a part of my whole life. I always wanted to be a professional basketball player. But, you know, uh, that's not very kind to 5'9 guys, especially if you can't jump out the building, which I couldn't. But that does not mean I cannot hoop. If anyone on here wants to question what my talents at hooping, we can definitely go hit the courts up. So definitely hit me up there if that's what you guys are trying to do. But, yeah, definitely 5'9 guys who can't jump definitely don't get the luckiest luck. So, uh, uh, I didn't. I wasn't able to go to a college or a hoop anywhere or be a professional player. And I realized, though, yeah, basketball still wanted to be something. I still wanted basketball to be something that's in my life nonstop. So I always grew up watching First Take and all those things. I hate I hate the shows now, but I grew up loving those shows. And I always thought, man, I just I love arguing about sports. I love talking about sports. I love talking about basketball. So what what can I do to like make sure I stay in basketball even though I'm not playing it? And I thought that was like the best option. So. I made my own blog coming out of high school. Uh, my first year at Wayne State University, I was writing all year on my own blog. It was called the Ballroom Blog. Um, then eventually, the guys over at Palace of Pistons, Aaron Johnson, he saw my stuff, and I, I asked if I could, you know, come on there, and they they accepted me on. So I ended up writing there for like a few months at the end of 2000. I believe it was either I think it was the beginning of 2017 or the midway through 2017. And I wrote there for a few months. And then eventually Sham, my, 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 my boy Sham, 
He's looked out for me. He's gotten me so many opportunities and, and done so much for me. But my boy Sham brought me on over at Piston Powered, a fan-sided, when he was a side expert. And I ended up switching over from Palace of Pistons over to Piston Powered. And that was a really good decision for me because about, I believe, like a year and a half later, I ended up taking over and becoming a side expert over there. So it was a long process. And somewhere along the way, I became a YouTuber. And I'm, I'm currently sitting, I believe, at like 820 subscribers. So that's what I've been about the past few years. I, I, I went from being a side expert over there, dedicating a lot of my time to YouTube and, and Piston Powered over there. And then eventually leaving Piston Powered and going over to Detroit Bad Boys, where I'm at right now. And ended up spending my first season writing for the Detroit Bad Boys as a credentialed media member for the Pistons. So, yeah, I got to be in the locker rooms every single game, every home game. I got to be in the post-game presser. I actually have a video. Uh, if you guys listen listen to Pistons Live or watch Pistons Live after the Pistons games, you guys actually heard me ask Dwayne Casey a few questions before, if you guys paid attention for that. So it was definitely one of the best experiences of my life doing that, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's a lot of stuff about me. I am, I mean – more about my personal life. I am engaged to my fiance that we I've known her since middle school and you know I got real lucky and we've been together now for 8 years. So there's that. I mean, I, we moved out this year. I'm currently living this is my first few months living on my own. So that's a little bit about me. I've grown up a Pistons fan my whole life, Detroit fan my whole life. And I just I mean, I guess that's it about me. Is there anything else I want to tell you guys about? I don't know. I think I think we'll learn to know each other, get to know each other the more this goes on, the more podcasts that come. But I just want to get let you guys know a little bit about myself before we get into everything cuz I I don't want it to be I don't want this podcast to move on and be just a guy coming on here and telling you guys about the piss. You guys don't know who he is. You guys have no relationship with him. It's just a bunch of talking cuz that's boring. And no one wants to listen to anything boring. And me going back and listen to it, I wouldn't want to listen to it if I'm just sitting here listen to a guy talk and have no relationship with him and no personality or anything. So I think if you guys follow me on Twitter, you guys know that I'm a, I'm a pretty loud guy. I'm a, I'm a very opinionated guy. Uh, <laughs> you guys get me talking about Seiku Dumboya. Uh, you guys will get some uh, opinions out of me, uh, especially, oh, another one, Andre Drummond. We start talking about Andre Drummond or something. You guys will get me, get me riled up. So I definitely will be wild up. I'm, I'm, I'm loud. I'm opinionated, but I think it's all in good fun. So, I hope we have a great journey here from uh, Locked On Pistons here, taking over from Matt. It was, like I said, this is a great opportunity for me. I'm so excited to get this going with you guys, and I hope that this first little intro for you guys, get, get tell you guys a little bit about myself, and I hope you guys stick around and stay with me throughout this journey. There's going to be a little bumps and, bumps and bruises along the way, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure this opening didn't go as well as I, as well as I, as I hoped it would go, but you know, I'm just, I'm I'm getting into it, and hopefully, as I said, it it'll get better, and and we'll we'll go through this together. We're, everything we go through right here, we'll go through this together. So, I hope that you guys stay along with me, and we can get this going. And like I said, we have a lot of stuff we're going to talk about today in the first episode. We're going to talk about later on a little bit about a surprising piston that has jumped out of nowhere. We're going to talk about some things that I want to do moving forward with the podcast, and some some things that weren't done before some little twist I want to put on the podcast that I want to get you guys involved in and also we want to talk about the biggest takeaway from the Pistons western road trip over the past week which I think actually went a lot better than people thought it would go but there you go make sure you guys stay around for that but here I want to tell you guys about our first sponsor Indeed 
You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, interview, all on Indeed. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, reduces hiring time by 27%. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your lot, your job post at Indeed.com slash lock. Again, go to Indeed.com slash locked for a $75 credit valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth, comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors in caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barca, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest to try out is the, ben- is the peanut butter flavor packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. But like I said, one of the things we're going to talk about on this podcast today in the first episode is this Pistons Western road trip that they just went on. So this road trip, they ended up going against the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Denver Nuggets, the Sacramento Kings, the Portland Trailblazers, and as of last night, yeah, last night against the Los Angeles Clippers. So... The biggest takeaway I got from these, these was it five games? One, two, yeah, five games on the Western Road Trip. The biggest takeaway I think has to be the play of Sekou Dumboya. And like I said earlier in the intro, trying to tell you guys a little bit about myself, Sekou is something that would get me wild up trying to talk about him. But to be honest, I took a long, long stretch, honestly, a long stretch for me. It may not be a long stretch for anybody else, but a long stretch for me talking about Sekou because he wasn't playing much. He honestly wasn't playing that well. And while I believe that maybe things should have been or could have been made easier for him. He simply just wasn't playing well. And there wasn't much, like, like what else was I going to say? I was just going to keep sitting there saying the same thing over and over again about Sekou. Oh, he could do this. Oh, he needs to be helped a little bit more. Oh, he needs to stop just staying in the corner. Blah, blah, blah. I was just going to keep saying that over and over. Or I could sit there and say, oh, he's only 20 years old. Why are we giving up on him? Blah, blah. So I kind of stopped talking about Sekou for a minute because it was just repetitive what was going on. But then during this Western road trip, Sekou started to earn minutes. He started to become more aggressive than I think I've ever seen him since his rookie season, to be honest. And during that, it, it was only a brief stretch his rookie season. I believe he was more aggressive than this, that little eight-game stretch when he first got brought up with the Pistons. And I think what lit the fire under Sekou for this Western Road trip, like I'm sure maybe some things behind the scenes went down or or maybe something happened in practice and or maybe Casey had like a conversation with them or something along those lines. Maybe something like that happened. But what I believe really lit this fire underneath Sekou was the fact that he didn't play at all in this 40-point blowout game against the Knicks. And, I mean, if you're at the end of the bench, usually when you have a big blowout like that, like the best, the the worst players in the team get to play. 
the the end of bench guys get to play. And then this game, Tyler Cook got to play. Even Davia Savitas got to play. But Seku was the only one. Actually, yeah, Seku was the only player not to play in that game. So in a 40-point blowout, the only player who does not get to play at the end of your bench was your 15th overall pick from the previous year, who had been, who is struggling this year. And I think Seku... I think Seku took that as a slight or took it as motivation that next time he got in, he was going to make sure that he stayed on this court. That I was going to give you, that he's going to give you a reason to keep him on this court. And I think that's exactly what he's done this Western Road Trip. I think everyone watching will know this, uh, will agree with this, because in the very next game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, Seku dropped 14 points in 23 minutes. When's the last time we've seen Seku play 23 minutes? When's the last time we've seen Seku play like 20 minutes, 18 minutes? We hadn't seen it in a while. When's the last time Seku scored 14 points? Heck, when's the last time he even scored double figures? Like, Seku was not doing anything like this. And the way he was doing it in this game, the way he was playing, the way he was scoring, it wasn't like anything we had, like, seen this season. It wasn't just catching shooting threes. We actually got to see a few heat check threes from Seku during this game. There was a, He hit two threes in this game. And after, like, I believe the second one, he came down and, like, shot a, a real heat check one. Like, he got the ball in, like, I believe it was the left wing. And it was early in the shot, like, he just let that, he just let it fly. And <laughs> that was definitely a heat check one. And it was fun to see because you could see he was confident. That's the thing. You want to see Seku confident. It was fun to watch. But it wasn't just the threes. He was taking, in the preseason, he was taking the defensive rebounds and going coast to coast. I made a video about this. And I talked about it all the time, that I thought this was going to be something we were going to be seeing from Seku all the time. I thought what we were going to see from Seku is he was going to go coast to coast many times because he's very fast in transition. He likes to play in transition, and he's a good finisher in transition. So, And he's always been a, he had always been a good rebounder from what we had seen so far. And he was doing it in the preseason. He was taking defensive rebounds. He was going coast to coast. And then before this Oklahoma City game, we had not seen him do that, I think, once, to be honest. I don't think I've seen him do that one time with the Pistons this year. And it was honestly depressing to see. Because I thought it was going to be a mainstay of his of his game. Then this Oklahoma City game comes and he's doing I believe he did like two or three times. Like it was it was absolutely fun to see. I when he did it, I was so ecstatic. I was losing my mind over here on Twitter. I was going crazy. Cause this is something I legit have been begging Seku to start doing. Seku Seku is not ready to start isoing or 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 be a pick and roll ball handler or Anything like that, like that's not what Seku is ready to do yet. He's only 20. He's ex- still extremely raw. What he can do is he can run super fast. He's stronger than a lot of people. He's super long, and he's a good rebounder. So when he gets these rebounds, he can just fly down the court, and he's either going to get fouled or he's going to finish over you, which he was doing in these games. And he's done in the, not just the OKC game, but every pretty much every Western Road trip after that. I mean, he had one not this past game, but the game before where he took it coast to coast and. He didn't get the open shot, but he got a wide open layup for someone underneath the rim because everyone came at him. And that was a good pass by him. But that's the kind of things that can happen when you take the ball off the rim and you go coast to coast. And that's why I really wanted to see from Seku. Along with that, Seku has just not been settling for threes as well. I understand if you're wide open, you have to shoot those threes. Driving into air and driving into defenders sitting at the rim is very dumb to do. It's very stupid. I know a lot of fans were saying throughout the season, hey, Seku, stop shooting threes. Go to the rim. Well, it's it, it's not that easy. If he's open from three, he has to shoot it. He's going to be driving into defenders. There's going to be tough finishes. He's likely going to miss because there's going to be multiple defenders waiting on him. So I got, I got why he was shooting those. But there were a few 
this past week where it wasn't just on closeouts. It was also just him receiving the ball out there that he took a jab slip or he went to the rim. He had a few crossovers that he tried doing. He had one really strong drive for an and one that really shocked the hell out of me from the left wing. He went in, I believe he did like a Euro step, and he finished it. It's it, Seku was extremely, extremely fun to watch this week. I think Casey also agrees with that because this past game against the Clippers last night, he played 10 straight minutes in that second quarter, and he didn't score. He didn't score yesterday against the Clippers. But obviously, Casey's seeing something now from him, something different. It's not just about scoring. He's seeing something different from Seku that gives him a reason to keep him on the floor, whether that's defense, whether that he's hustling harder, which I don't buy, by the way, just to give you guys an update if you guys don't follow me on Twitter. I am not one of those people who ever believe that Seku is not trying or not hustling or not trying. I think that's absolutely stupid to say. I, I Seku is out there. He's constantly running. And to suggest like a professional athlete's not trying, especially one of his age, I think I think it's very stupid to say. So I'm not one of those people who believe he was never not trying or not, not running. But he definitely has been more aggressive on both ends of the floor as of late. There was this one play to, yesterday against the Los Angeles Clippers. They missed the, sh- the Pistons missed the shot, and it ended up – actually, it might have been a turnover. Either way, the Clippers were racing this down the floor. I believe it was Terrence Mann racing it down the floor for a layup. Sekou was the last person on defense, way behind everybody. He was way behind trailing everybody when Terrence Mann was trying to lead this fast break. Sekou sprinted from the back left corner on the Pistons' side, the left corner on the Pistons' side, and sprinted. 94 feet to that side of the rim and swatted Terrence Mann's layup at the rim. He beat everybody else down the floor. Everyone was ahead of him running backwards. He sprinted so fast, 94 feet all the way down to Terrence Mann and blocked his shot. Easily the best play of Seku's night yesterday. One of the best plays I've seen him make, honestly, on the defensive end. And just one of the best hustle plays I've seen him make. And those, I think, are the type of plays that are keeping him out there. Along with the fact that he's more active on the glass as of late, I think those are really good reasons why Casey is keeping him out there longer. He's earning his minutes. Like, we haven't seen Tyler Cook. Tyler Cook was just given the rest of the year contract. He was playing over Seku the last few games before this rest of the world trip. And we haven't seen him at all. We haven't even seen Tyler Cook. And that's because Seku's playing really well. Seku is not going to average 10 points. That's not how you evaluate whether Seku's playing well. The way you're going to evaluate whether Seku is playing well is the minutes he's getting. And watch the tiny things he's doing. He's being more aggressive. Main thing. Whether he's making all his shots or not, he's being extremely aggressive, which is what everyone has wanted him to do. He's attacking the rim. He's being strong at the rim. He's being strong against defenders underneath the glass, fighting for rebounds. He's getting up in people's jerseys on defense. We've seen him more aggressive and more active than we've seen him all season. Honestly, and like I said, going back to the eight-game sample last year when he first came up, this is the most aggressive we've seen Seku, and it's easily the biggest takeaway from this Pistons Western Road Trip. We're going to talk about one of the surprising Pistons over this past week as well that have just jumped off the radar apparently. But first, let's hear from another one of our sponsors, Bet Online AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan, and if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. I know I did. However, there was one problem I ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best one to use? That's when I found Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over. By the way, ending with my high school friend Sean Murphy Bunting being crowned a Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the NBA and the NHL are still in full swing. If you want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, Bet Online has you covered there as well. 
Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. Bet Online has real time updates off and props on just about anything you can imagine. Bet Online is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to Bet Online now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And make sure you use promo code LOCKED ON. Again, Head over to Bet Online now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make sure you use promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sports sport experts. By the way, I, I hope you guys' day is going really well. I should start the podcast off by telling you guys that. I hope you guys are all having a great day whenever you guys are listening to this on whatever platform you guys are listening to. I hope you guys are having a great day. But like I said, we're going to talk about. A surprising piston out of nowhere. Like, I believe a lot of people were out on this guy. No one really wanted to see this guy play at all. And he hadn't been playing really at all before this. But really, over the past month or so, he's actually been playing really well. And especially during this Pistons road trip over West against all these Western Conference teams like I just told you guys about, he's been playing really well. And that's Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson has been, like, playing out of his mind. He scored double figures over the four of the last five games for the Pistons. This last game against the Clippers, he scored 16. The game before then, he scored 17. I mean, he's out here playing really good basketball out here. Him and Josh Jackson went off against the Clippers yesterday. And I was call- I'm was i about to start calling them the Jackson brothers because they both seem to be going crazy at the same time. It was really cool because Josh Jackson, like, threw an alley-oop to Frank, too. He, like, it was, like, semi-transition. Frank was cutting down, like, the left baseline, and Josh was coming down with it. And usually Josh just goes all the way to the rim when it's in transition. But Josh just, like, lobbed it up to him. And Frank, like, jumped out the building. I had no idea that Frank could, like, jump that high at all. And I, I went on Twitter. I was like, damn, Frank, you can you, you can bounce like that? You got you got bounce like that? And my friend Hal, of course, let me know, yeah, man, he had, like, a he had like a 40-inch 40 vertical in college. He had, like, a 40-inch vertical at the Combine. I, I, had, no, I had no idea about that at all. I, I did not know that, that Frank could jump like that. But, I mean, outside of his jumping, he's been splashing it from deep as well. Like, Frank Jackson has been playing extremely good basketball. Like, over the past 10 games for the Pistons, he's shooting 45% from deep on four attempts a game. Like, that, that's really good. And he's, he's, like, taking over that Langston Galloway role that we saw Langston do, that whole, like, spot up in the corner. And I think, I think it's honestly good for Frank as well because he's been bouncing around the league. And before this, like, stretch of games over the past month, I'm pretty sure everybody was, like, done with Frank Jackson. Like, no one really cared about him. It wasn't like anyone had, like, remorse against him or anything, like, hated him or something. But we basically didn't, like, care about Frank Jackson. Like, no one no one, no one, one really cared about who Frank Jackson was. We didn't care that he, like, oh, yeah, he, he's a piston. And that, that was, like, the end of the conversation with Frank, Frank Jackson. But over the past month, I think he's playing his way into being re-signed this offseason. Honestly, I, I'm not sure about his, Frank, his, his contract situation. I probably should, should have known that. But if if his contract's up this past season after this season, yeah, it is. So I think he's going to get resigned, honestly, if he keeps playing like this. And I think he's playing himself into being like the Pistons' backup shooting guard as well next year. And if not the backup shooting, like the third guard in the rotation, like the the third guy that like maybe not be in the rotation off top, but if anything happens or if a guy's playing like not playing well or if a guy gets hurt or anything like that, Frank Jackson just comes in and and like keeps the ship steady because. Like I said, he's he's playing really well. He's he's also there's a thing about Frank Jackson as well that I really like about watching him. He has this like swagger to him. Like once he starts making a few shots, he'll just start like it's probably not good for him. He probably should stop doing this, honestly. <laughs> but it's kind of fun to watch. 
is that he once he makes a few shots, he'll come out there and he'll you can tell when he's feeling it. He'll take a few fadeaways. He'll take he'll get the ball and instantly shoot the ball. He'll he'll come off a screen and like shoot a fadeaway and like he did yesterday. He got fouled by I believe Luke Kennard on one. But like that's the kind of thing that Frank does when he starts getting hot. He's really fun to watch to be honest. And he's been showing a little bit in in between game as well, coming off coming off the dribble as well. So I mean Frank Jackson has been playing out of his mind. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Like, did, do, did any of you guys see that coming at all? I don't think so. He's averaging 10 points over the last 10 games. Like I said, not like some like superstar numbers, but like this is Frank Jackson we're talking about. And this is a backup role. You're scoring 10 points as a backup? That, that's, that's, like, <laughs> that's fine. That's really good. And we'll take that. 45% from deep, like I said. And apparently he has really good bounce as well. He had, oh yeah, I completely forgot. Well, I, oh my God, I, I can't believe I forgot. Before the alley-oop, he had one drive down the lane where he like, this is really bounced, uh, like made my eyes like, whoa, what the? F-? He had one drive down the lane where I thought he was going to go for like, a, you know, a little rim grazer 2K dunk. He, all, all of a sudden he goes over there, does this D-Rose 2011 back scratching dunk, gets like 40 inches off the ground. I'm like, whoa, Frank, you can get up like that? Frank, like, damn, that that was <laughs> that that popped off, man. But yeah, Frank Jackson, Frank Jackson's been playing really well. I, I'm enjoying watching him. Like I said, the Pistons yesterday. The, I said this in the the recap video over for Locked On. Yesterday was probably one of the most fun games to watch, even though they lost. Which I, like I said, I believe a lot of you Pistons fans are probably happy they lost. You guys don't seem to be. Uh, <laughs> fans anytime they anytime they win and I get it I get that but they lost but even with that it was definitely one of the most fun games I had watched and definitely Frank Jackson had a large point part to do with that his brother his other brother Josh Jackson they're not they're not really brothers by the way I'm, I'm joking if you guys can't hear that in my voice I'm sorry but I, it definitely was a joke his other brother Josh Jackson he went crazy too he was definitely a good reason to watch and along with Sadiq Bey who continues to play really well but Frank Jackson like, if I told you, what, what, name me some reasons why you think you'd have fun watching a Pistons game. You think you're going to say Frank Jackson? No. It's going to be like Sadiq Bey, Jeremy Grant, Josh Jackson maybe, Diallo. Nah, Frank, Jackson, Frank Jackson's playing really well. And I think, I think Pistons fans should be happy about that. Really happy about that. We might have our backup shooting guard for the next few seasons. He's playing really well, and he's really young. And if he throws down another dunk like that again, I'm going to lose it. If he does something like that again, I'm going to go crazy. Because that was fun. That was fun to see. But like I said as well, I want to talk about talk to you guys a little bit about some things I want to do moving on with this podcast. Something I want to put like my own twist on it. I want. I just want to say again though that I'm extremely excited about this opportunity. I think I think you guys could tell maybe a little bit earlier on. I was a little bit nervous. I think you guys could probably definitely tell some of the live reads. I've never done live reads. Give me a break. I've never done live reads before, and it definitely was like some of the things that like I'm going to get better at. But I, I hope you guys had some fun on this. And like I said, this is going to be a journey. There's going to be a few bumps in the road. And I hope you guys stay with me. And I hope we have some fun. But one of the things I want to do with this podcast that I'm going to do, I'm going to do a segment every Friday. Every Friday, I'm going to do a roll. I mean, not a roll. <laughs> I'm going to do every Friday, we're going to do a segment where it's going to be called, Am I Drinking the Kool-Aid? Now, if you guys don't know, my name is Koo. I told you guys this at the beginning of the podcast. But if you guys don't know how that's spelled, it's K-U. And you guys hear us pronounce Koo. Like, cool. Oh, by the way, real quick. By the way, Greg Kelser, say Koo is not named Koo. There's only one Koo in this world. There's only one, and it's me. But anyways, we're going to do something called, am I drinking the Kool-Aid? 
And instead of cool, it's going to be cool, obviously. But anyways, we're going to talk about do I believe some of the hype that's going on? Like, is there something happening throughout the week that, like, am I buying it? Am I drinking the Kool-Aid? Am I, am I drinking? Am I believing that? Or do I think it's just some, some off-brand Kool-Aid or something that I don't want to drink? Like, like, did you just take some strawberries and, like, smoosh them together and say, oh, yeah, here you go. Here's some strawberry Kool-Aid. Like, no, no, I don't want that. I want the Kool-Aid. I want the actual Kool-Aid. Am I drinking it? That's going to be something I do every Friday. And then also, something I want to do with you guys as well is that if you guys go down below and give us a five, give this podcast a five-star rating, if you guys give me a five-star rating in that comment, in the rating, if you guys submit every Wednesday, I'll try to do a mailbag. We might not do it this week because it's new. I don't know how many people will actually submit to it and how many people we can get. But moving forward, like maybe in the next week or so, I want to do a mailbag. And I'm hoping that we can do that. So go down below. And if you give me five stars down below, if you give this podcast five stars down below, put in the little comment section as well with it something you guys want to ask me or something you guys want to tell me. You guys want me to talk about on the podcast on Wednesday, a question, anything, or anything that popped off your guys' mind during this podcast or during the week with the Pistons. We can do that. Anything you guys want, just put that down below. And don't worry about it. If you if you already have given like five-star rating, you can just tweet me at NBA. You guys can find me out on there. And you guys can tweet me what you guys want to talk about on Wednesday. So those are two things that I want to do with this podcast now moving forward. I'm not sure if Matt did anything like that, but it's just something I thought I could put my own little twist on. Mailbag, I'm sure, is probably something that like a lot of people do. But the drinking the Kool-Aid, you guys got to give me credit on that one. Actually, I, I can't take all the credit. My boy Sham came up with it at first. But I'm going to take credit for it because it's my name, and I'm actually using it. So you guys got to give me credit. I think that right there deserves five stars down below. I think that right there like is warranting a five stars because that's, that's creative, man. I think you guys are going to like that segment too. I think I'm going to do like some some wild stuff with that too. I think you guys are going to like it. But that's going to be the end of this first episode. Thank you guys for staying with me through it all. Like I said, you guys probably could tell that I was a little bit nervous at first. I'm not going to lie, man. Like when we first started recording this, I, I was getting pretty hot, man. I was getting, I was getting, I was getting pretty hot, man. But it is what it is. We, we cooled down and we, we settled into ourselves. I think it's going to be a lot more fun moving forward as well. So thank you guys for listening to this first podcast. Make sure you guys don't go down below, give me five stars, like I said, and leave that comment in the with the five stars, and we'll answer those everything you guys want to say on the Wednesday mailbags. Thank you guys for listening to the Locked On Pistons podcast at the Locked On Network. We'll catch you guys in the next episode, and until then, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody.